everyone, and welcome to episode 82 of the NYY Takes podcast. I'm joined today by the one and only Les Williams. No Matt, no Toe today, so we're going to get after it. Les, I have a question to ask. Yankee fan, are we happy today? It is with a heavy heart that I fulfill the role of Cameron Toe, and I say absolutely not. I can't blame you. There's not much to be happy about when it comes to the Yankees right now. They're not playing good baseball, other than, you know, of course, right now, you and I were talking pre-show about how tough they they looked, tough in not a good sense, but they're doing okay right now. And as usual, we're recording during a Yankee game, so we'll find out what happens. Yes, in our usual shtick, we are indeed recording during the Yankees' Tuesday night game series opener against the Seattle Mariners, in which they are winning 3-1. Garrett Cole uh, has done a phenomenal job being the stopper for this team, at least tonight. Um, Housekeeping-wise, honestly, not a ton. Bader back. Uh, Randy Vasquez back to AAA. Uh, Oswaldo back to AAA. Oswaldo um, back down. Rodone starting a rehab assignment with uh, Somerset. So that's something. Um, yes, and Carlos, Greg Weiser uh, back to AAA. Carlos Rodon has met the uh, backup feet requirement to throw a rehab assignment. Exactly. And then Ian Hamilton uh, starting a rehab assignment with AA Somerset as well. Um, so I think I, I think I got through everything there. Um but, you know, that's not what we're here to do. We're not, you know, we're not providing the news. You want that, you go to Yankees PR department's Twitter and you turn on the tweet notifications. Um, so I think the uh, main conversation that has gripped Yankees fans, given the recent stretch of abysmal play, obviously the Yankees just got swept in, in Boston uh, by the Red Sox um, after the weekend prior losing... Uh, two of three at home, or three of four at home uh, to the Red Sox? A lot. Just, just I'm a trying lot. to think. No, it was two of three. I don't know why I said three of four. Um, losing two of three to Boston the weekend before, uh, right after Nestor Cortez had kind of said how it wasn't really a rivalry anymore. So I don't know if that had anything to do with it. I doubt it. But anyway, the main talking points today have been, uh, of course, firing Aaron Boone. And Aaron Boone's role in all of this. And the Yankees are never going to win a World Series with Aaron Boone as manager. And this is Boone's culture. Boone's culture is okay with losing. George would have never allowed this. You didn't see this under Joe Torre. These aren't my Yankees. What say you? You know, I'm, I'm... I do feel like I'm firmly in the fire boot camp. Like his shtick is kind of, it's old for me. You know, he got hired to be this, this communicator. You know, he was from Southern California. He's able to relate to younger players in a way that Joe Girardi noted hard ass and world series champion could not do. He yelled at Gary Sanchez too much. So, you know, clearly Joe Girardi had to go. But I don't think I just I don't think the way that he's really comported himself in the last couple of seasons has been 
that of a guy at a with an expert level um, communication skill set. You know, Yankees being the manager of the New York Yankees is a lot different than being the manager of the the Cleveland Guardians or the Milwaukee Brewers. You can't say stupid things like when it comes to your star player who just signed a $360 million contract coming off a historic season, whereas battling this mysterious toe, foot, knee, entire body injury right now, who knows what's actually wrong with Aaron Judge. You can't say he might be back next week. He might be back in four weeks. You can't make flippin' statements like that. You can't go on shows with, with media personalities and just go eight, go act like a goofball. Like that you you expect something different from a guy that's that's a supposed to be a, an expert communicator who worked in television for so long, just not going out and saying dumb shit constantly. Like whatever his job is, if he's supposed to be this expert communicator and motivate the Yankees, it's not working. And the I'm going to go on a little bit of a rant right now, but the idea that they're in a really bad stretch is laughable because they've been in a really bad stretch for about a year now. They got off to this miraculous hot start. We were talking about 20, 1998 Yankees level talent and wins last year, but they've played like dog shit since then. So what exactly is Aaron Boone doing to motivate this team, give a rah-rah pep talk to do something to turn this team around and the season around when they consistently stink? You've got Nestor Cortez saying it's not really a rivalry, but look at all the parking lot t-shirts. Go into any bar and ask in New York and ask if the Yankees and Red Sox are a rival to Rudy. They look, they'll treat you like you just showed up in the Bronx one day asking dumbass questions. But I'm going to end my rant there and let you uh, kind of jump in. So what happened today with Aaron Boone is different than something that's been happening for the past three years, which is he actually kind of cracked a little bit. He had the moment last year. Where he, where he banged slam. on the table, the death slam, which which kind of started, you know, a mini turning point, if you remember. I think they ended up winning, you know, seven of the next ten after that or whatever, maybe. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he does his weekly spot on Talking Yanks, and he was a little snippy, let's call it. Uh, essentially, he was asked about a situation on Sunday Night Baseball last weekend, so a long time ago. A situation on Sunday Night Baseball where the Yankees were up 2-1, to one, uh, but the Red Sox had runners on second and third with one out. And the Yankees didn't bring the infield in. Uh, and it was a ground out, run scored, tied the game. Uh, Talking Jake essentially asked Aaron Boone why the infield wasn't in. Uh, and, and Boone, first of all, bad question, uh, in my opinion. And Boone, it's a good question to like you know put Boone on the spot, which is actually kind of refreshing. It's nice to see Boone get a really difficult question like that and something that causes him to react in a way that was basically... He was almost shocked at the question. And I might just have to play the whole the whole clip into the mic here so you get an idea. We got two more, two more times to come to the plate. And... But the offense is also having a historically bad month. Historically okay, bad. But, uh, okay. If, if we give up a hit, it's we're down. And you lose the game anyway. So that's where the discussion happens. That I, I do think there's a 
staying the course. To, I want you to, when we get done, I want you to really reflect and dive into that and pause and close your eyes and think about that and go, yeah, I don't really see that one. It's over a week later, Boney. I've been. All right. Could you hear that okay on your end? I heard that just fine. I remember the comment. They just sound like two guys that just watched the high school Legion game and, you know, they're eating, they're eating a dozen wings and they both sound like idiots. Why didn't you do this? I don't know. I love that Boone is like, you got to go home, close your eyes and take a step back and realize, all right. So Boone's correct. Is that a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Do we like that Boone is showing this emotion? and, Or are we more worried that it's kind of like this ignorance is bliss thing that Yankees fans have been so annoyed at where it's like they're actually seemingly unwilling to cave to we're doing things wrong and always err on the side of, no, we're going to keep doing what we're doing and the tide will turn? Or do we, or do we like that Boone is being a little snippy? I I like that Boone is being a little bit snippy. You know, I, obviously I just called for him Boone to be fired, but I like that he's being a little bit snippy. Like they're playing at home, so he's right. They've got two more at bats. You don't treat a, a May game or a June game like whatever month it was. I don't know. I've got five kids. It's been a busy few weeks, but you don't treat that kind of game at home like it's like it's October baseball. It was a, it was the correct play. You don't need to have the infield in. You've got two more at bats. Worst case scenario, you go to well. Worst case scenario, you get the doors blown off the blown off by, you know, the Red Sox. But yeah, Aaron Boone's completely correct. He was. It was a silly question. It was a fun little spirited debate there. But Boone was right. Boone was right. I I agree with you there. Um, it's really hard to get Boone like pissed off like that. You don't really see it that often, and. That alongside Brian Cashman addressing the media, Hal Steinbrenner addressing the media recently. I mean, everyone definitely feels it in that building. I just think it's funny that like they clearly feel the pressure, but at the same time are for the most part going on all these shows being like, we'll be fine. We're not looking to make a deal. Yeah, they're uh, they're treating it like the Kevin Bacon scene in Animal House where all is well. But, you know, it, it's impossible to put out that Yankees Twitter fire and the way they've been playing for the last six weeks. You want Yankees fans want a pound of flesh. They want somebody to take the fall for this. And, you know, as as um, unruly as we can be, as nonsensical as we can be, there is still a, a small hope for optimism. Carlos Rodon did throw today. Who knows when number 99 is going to be back. But, you know, there's a small small amount of optimism if you're a glass half full guy, which I'm clearly not. But if you're a Yankees fan and the sky is falling, right now is your time to shine on Twitter. So, look, I'm upset the Yankees are 10 and a half games out of first in the AL East. I am upset that they're, you know, really clawing for the wild card spot. But I do agree that this is an uncertain. This is a bad circumstance for the Yankees in that Billy McKinney is in the starting lineup every day, albeit hit a homer tonight, playing well. Jake Bowers playing every single day. Willie Calhoun playing pretty much every single day. On top of that, Rizzo, LeMahieu, Stanton, Glaber all hitting poorly. It's all happening at once. 
And I actually do think this team is to some degree, not even to some degree, this team is much better than how it's playing right now. And it's going to be much better when they eventually get healthy. So it's a question of what side are you on in the sense of, are you the fan where you're saying the sky is falling and it's all over? Or are you the fan where you're saying maybe the Yank, maybe, you know, Aaron Boone has a point and says, you can't be so emotional about this stuff and you need to just wait for the good times to come. But then alternatively, is that something fine to say in a vacuum, right? So you can say that if you're four and a half games out of the division, five and a half games out. But I think the point and the point that we're making on the interview today on Talking Yanks is like, that's one thing to say, you know, the good times are coming when you're not 10 and a half games back. So, so how much of this is a product of that versus actually being concerned about the construction of the roster and wholesale changes that need to be made? Well, I, I think for Aaron Boone to make comments like that, clearly he's not been a lifelong Yankees fan like you and I have been. <laughs> it's, it's not, we don't take calm down very well. We don't right. take, things are going to get better. We don't do well with that. We see that they are 10 and a half games back. They we do see that the lineup is not producing anything at all. The vaunted prospect, Anthony Volpe's not doing great. DJ LeMayhew's not doing great. There's now, it's June, and we're talking about Josh Donaldson maybe not coming back next year. But I don't know if you're going to be on the roster at the end of this year. You're playing so badly at the plate. Yes, you made that elite play at third tonight, but at some point you got to hit. At some point, if, if you don't hit the ball you're not going to win the game I mean every t-ball player knows that so I I'm not ready to say I'm on the the season's over train yet I I I personally want to give it another three to four weeks to see how they turn this around and then you know maybe by the break we'll see what Cashman does but I'm not very optimistic right now look I what else I love the Yankees you know been watching their games since I was just like you, since I was very, very young. But at the end of the day, what I, almost what I care more about than this idea of World Series or bust, which, especially in today's day and age, is just not a mantra that works. It's very hard to win a World Series now. It's much more competitive. There's a ton of variance. The floor of talent is much higher. Anyone can win the thing if they're in the tournament. It's been that way for a long time, but it's, you know, much more that way now. So to me, it's more I actually just care about, like, the product that's on the field every day. And I think that's what's getting people actually more more mad than the losing. It's the, the product is just it's just boring. And it's not something that people look forward to watching every single night. And then I think that spills over into things like poor roster construction and bad coaching. But it's this was part of the argument made last year. To some degree, it's just on the freaking players, man. Like you just gotta play better and make yourself a fun product to watch. At the end of the day, that's what fans care about. They care about you playing hard and they care about you playing fundamental baseball, not throwing it all around the park like you were doing in Boston, not making dumb mistakes on the base paths. But if you're going to come out and play like a little league team and lose all of the games you're playing in, you're going to get to this toxic point where your manager is having temper tantrums on podcasts, whether or not they'd be justified. 
So I think that's what it comes down to for me, at least, is just I want to have fun watching them. That's all. I'm not going to panic about the season. It's, you know, plenty of games left. And all you have to do is get in and get the wild card and you go from there. And if you just accept the fact that they're not going to win the division, it makes all of this a lot easier. So I just want to I just want to go to the games and watch the games and have fun doing it. Whereas it feels like the last few times I've gone and as we've watched, it's just been boring. It's felt like a chore. Yeah, it's not an enjoyable game to watch. It really just is not fun. Like, and yeah. I'm sure it's not fun for the the people that are spending all this money going to the ball games and taking trips out. Like, it's just it's not an enjoyable game. Like, yes, earlier tonight, Anthony Rizzo, I believe it was Anthony Rizzo, ran into one, put it in the out, put it out. That was awesome. But there's not a whole lot of things to get excited about right now with Yankee baseball. Like, even highly paid Giancarlo Stanton is doing squat. Doing absolutely nothing at the plate, and he's a designated hitter. Like, what? what is there to be excited about? I just want to, like, same thing. I just want to enjoy watching the game. Like, tonight, Garrett Cole's on the bump. He's Or he was on the bump. He's, he's out now. But he, he threw nice. He threw a quality start. And that's all you can hope for, other than the Luis Severino roller coaster every time he's there. He'll throw, what, 99 miles an hour. He'll strike out the side. And then the wheels fall off. And then he looks terrible. Then he can't find the plate. And then he's getting knocked around the park. That's the Luis Severino start for you. Yeah. It's just like nothing is fun right now. And that's what people care. That's I don't want to speak for people, but that's what I care about. Because I'm not Me sitting too. here saying, got to win the World Series or bust. Because ideally, yeah, you do, but... It's freaking hard. I would rather just the team that I spend a lot of time watching not play like a bunch of idiots. That's so much to ask. Especially with all this talk about the, the rules changes and how things are going to be more favorable to left-handed hitters and some of these guys still stink. But it is exciting to have Harrison Bader back. We'll see what he does once he's like a couple of games back. I don't know. There's just watching this game tonight. There's not a whole lot to be excited about like you come to the park to see who exactly. Garrett Cole start. That's about it. Also, who's to rule out that this is just a complete flip of last season? Yeah. I mean, last season at this time, we're on a cloud nine. Like, this team is 1998 all over again. Yeah. So who's to say you can't flip? Baseball is a ridiculous sport. So we'll see I what keep, happens. I keep going to MLB trade rumors hoping something crazy gets floated that I can get excited about, like this whole left field situation or just something, anything to be excited about right now. It's challenging. You know the Yankees are really boring me when it's June 20th and I'm getting like really excited about the impending NBA offseason. That usually doesn't start until like July-ish. And the Yankees have just been such a non-factor in my everyday enjoyment of sports that I'm simply choosing me less. I'm choosing <laughs> me in my relationship with the Yankees right now. I'm trying not to get too invested because I feel like right now it's just not worth my time. You, you can know, call I'll me a fake up. fan if you want, but I'm sitting here watching the games. I'm sitting here doing a dang podcast. So say whatever you want. I love the team, but God, it's okay to just be like, they suck and I don't like watching them. I'm in the. I'm honestly. I'm in the same boat you're in. I, for me personally, it's football. I, I follow the Philadelphia Eagles. I, I follow their podcasts and their writers. And you know what? Maybe I'm getting excited to see how many times Jalen Carter's gonna hit the quarterback. Are they finally gonna be able to stop the run? 
they went to the they went to the Super Bowl last year, but they couldn't stop anybody in the running game. So who knows? Maybe they figure that out this year. Training camp starts in a month, and I'm kind of excited about that while the Yankees are sleepwalking through this period of baseball. I'll say this. I would do anything. I would take the Yankees missing the playoffs this season if it meant I could fast forward to being in MetLife Stadium for week one Jets-Bills on Monday Night Football right now. I throw it all away for this Yankees team. Oh, that that's going to be exciting. Yeah, still don't have my tickets for that. Going to have to figure that out somehow. But I did take the PTO already. Nice. I'm well, I'm well, I'm well prepared. Um, I've been eyeballing Yankee. I've been eyeballing Eagles games that I want to go to. I'm just debating whether or not I want my my youngest son to finally experience an NFL game, mm-hmm. um, or if he's just, I don't know. Podcast world is three years old. Two young to go to an nfl game it will should i take not to I like take derek to a football game not to sound like a horrible person but is that not just more work for you this is like a uh, life advi- this is like a life advice segment it's like do i take yes. my three-year-old kid to the game and a will he like it and b and maybe more importantly will i like it because does that just cause more stress and more concern for you uh, I don't know. Like my right now, my biggest concern is him getting through a couple of hours without wetting himself. So <laughs> I think exactly. ex- well, that's all part of it. <laughs> you know, I think he'll be he'd be excited by seeing a touchdown and the and the fireworks and everything that goes off at, at Lincoln Financial Field. But you know, and to have that memory, that father son memory, like at some point we are going to have that that on our resume. But three might be too young, but. Selfishly, I want to take him to a game. Okay. Because the Yankees are one out away from locking up a win that they needed. This is just, this is, they're winning tonight, but it's so boring. It's a Billy McKinney two-run homer and a Rizzo double in the first inning on a ball oh, that should okay. That's it, a, I didn't even watch much of this game. Toe could not have been more correct when he started the ho-hum thing. I mean, I thought it was a bit and a joke at first a little bit. I was like, this is funny, but it's no. When they win, and even when they win a lot, it's ho freaking hum There's no yeah. Ellie De La Cruz in over here. There's no Fernando Tatis in over here. It's just, if we win, we win. But what happens I, is when you lose and you're boring, then you're extra freaking boring. Whereas at least when the, when the Padres lose, they're cool. And who doesn't want to be cool when they lose? I do like whatever that thing, that figure wave thing that Garrett Cole did. I got to do some more research about what that yeah, was about. That, but I like that kind of happened right when we started recording. So going to need to take a look at what went on there. Okay, anything else on Aaron Boone, the Yankees? Like anything you, you feel you haven't said that needs to be said before we get into our ups and downs? No, let's go ups and downs. All right, well, staying on topic, I'm going to start then with my up of the week, which is uh, not watching the Yankees as the Yankees win 3-1. Yeah, so this weekend had a lot of family things to take care of. The one game I was actually going to be able to watch was the Saturday Saturday game, which obviously got rained out, putting the games on Friday and then two on Sunday. I did not sit down. And watch a single inning of Yankee baseball this weekend. Not necessarily by choice, but the overall takeaway 
is that I was in a much better headspace because of it. Because every time I opened up Twitter, it was not fun. So much complaining. So again, sticking with what I said earlier, I chose me. I support that. And you know what? I did the same thing this weekend. Say, same thing. We had a little fundraiser for our kids' daycare this weekend. Um, I didn't. W- I watched a little bit of the the blowout before the, it became a blowout. But then I did the same thing. I chose to sit in the swimming pool for a few hours, and that was that. Yeah. And I didn't regret not watching them. Uh, honestly, this is probably my up mostly because they got swept and I didn't have to sit through any of it. I just felt like I needed a break from them. It's okay to take a timeout. It's a, baseball is a long season. N- even though I didn't like actively take the break, I probably you know could have pulled up the stream if I really wanted to or done something. But I was like, you know what? No. No Yankee stuff for me. So that's where I'm at. My down of the week uh, is Ticketmaster. Uh, because this Thursday, I'm going to the Yankee game. Uh, and it's kind of a big work outing. And it involves 50 people and me being kind of the Yankee guy at the office was then thus put in charge of the tickets. So, you know, I buy them Uh, and Ticketmaster could not make it more annoying to share tickets with people. Um, We've had this conversation before, but you need to have a Yankees account with tickets in it. And then go into that account. And then anyone you transfer the ticket to needs to make their own Yankees Ticketmaster account that matches the email that the ticket transfer got sent to. And then on top of that, make an MLB Ballpark app account that also matches the same email. How have we made it in 2023 with all of the technological advancements that we have, how have we made it more annoying to go to baseball games? That's terrible. That sounds a lot like hell. So do you have to do that for every single person that's going on this trip? I literally like to send out 50 had of them? to, so, so, you know, the office is broken up by teams, as, you know, American offices are. I had to assign a group of seats to each team and then send... Tr- transfer all the tickets to a representative of that team. So if there's a team of 10, I send 10 to one person and then that one person needs to send them individually to the 10 people on their team. That sounds awful. It is so sad to me that we live in an advanced society and we cannot figure this out. Ticketmaster, there is no way this is sustainable. I don't even know how people are like getting to games all the time. There must be so many horror stories with Ticketmaster and people not actually knowing what they need to do to access all of this and getting screwed at the gate. Of course they do. Of course they 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 definitely do. I mean, I I didn't realize it was that challenging. I went to Syracuse Notre Dame football this year up in Syracuse. I went with a buddy of mine that lives in D.C. I bought the tickets. I transferred it to him. There was no problems with that. I don't. I think that we I bought them through Ticketmaster as well. I'm not just here to the say and, hey, that yeah. itself is difficult. The action itself isn't difficult, but the fact 
that it like takes organi- organizing and like telling people what to do and people having to come to me with questions on how to do something is insane. It's a ticket to a sporting event that we right. bought. Figure oh. it out. Why doesn't it just go directly to the Apple wallet of the person you're sending it to? I understand there are security concerns. I get it. I understand. But get your shit together, Ticketmaster. People are going to be pissed off about this for years to come, and I hope they find a solution. My dumb rant's over. Let's get to your up and down less. My up is for no other reason than he pitched a good game as Garrett Cole. He is he is the Yankees' Dark Knight. He is the Yankees' Batman. Whatever you want to say, every five days you watch him, at least you're guaranteed a quality start. Um, my down of the week is Aaron Boone. I'm you're you're in the Aaron Hicks category, Aaron Boone. I don't know what else to say that I haven't already said. I, I could do 25 minutes about why I hate Aaron Boone, but I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to punish your ears with that. You that's listening, you've got a long long train ride, a long car ride. Not going to do it. But Aaron Boone is my down for no other fact than the fact that he still doesn't want to talk to the media. I will say this was a really big night for Garrett Cole to write the ship for the Yankees, and they won 3-1, so... Their win had everything to do with the seven and a third innings of one-run baseball. I really want to find out what that finger wag was about. He's doing it yeah. in this, uh, this is the replay. I want to find out about that. We need to dive a little deeper into what the heck that finger wag was. But yeah, I mean, every fifth day, having someone like Eric Cole, even though he was a, struggling a bit of late, having someone like that makes you at least feel secure, especially given... The Nestor injury, the fact that Severino just has not gotten it right. Rodone has not pitched yet this season. Clark Schmidt is Clark Schmidt. And then Domingo is your second best starter right now. So it makes you a little, you know, more calm that you have Garrett Cole out there every fifth day. And it doesn't feel like it, but winning a game like tonight, it's, this is a, that's a big, big pitching performance. They, they kind of... Yeah. Yeah, had to win. Uh, it's not a freaking must win on June 20th. But like you had you had to get the bad taste out of your mouth and you had to start, you know, this mini home series on the right track. And if Garrett doesn't pitch well, they're not going to win this game because they can't freaking score still. <laughs> Only scored 3 runs. Um So yeah. Nothing but love, nothing but love for Garrett for for holding down the fort there. Johnny Brito is starting tomorrow, uh, and then it's Domingo on Thursday. I think it's Brito versus Castillo tomorrow, so we can just yeah, kind I think of, so. We can just chalk chalk that one up to a loss, <laughs> um, most likely, and we'll get the rubber match on on Thursday, uh, as I'll be there with fifty of my coworkers. Um, any final thoughts? Anything you need to leave us with, Les? No, I. other than just, you know, I kind of feel like hopefully there are better days ahead, as pessimistic as I am about it. But, you know, baseball is a long season. We haven't hit the, the all-star break yet. We haven't gotten to the trade deadline. So, you know, hopefully there's, there's better days ahead for the Yanks. One can only hope that the good times will indeed 
get rolling soon. Um, I sure hope so for the sake that, you know, Toe and I, co-season ticket holder sharers, it would be really unfortunate to be having that in, in August when the team is just bad and irrelevant. So when you look at it that way, it's kind of a little daunting that they've been so terrible. But scrap some wins together, bridge the gap until Rodone, Judge, get back, and eventually Rizzo, Torres, LeMahieu. They're not going to hit like minor leaguers forever, right? You hope not. <laughs> Hopefully next week we uh, were able to get Toe and Matt back on. Need to get all four of us back on here together, but I'm sure... I'm, I'm sure Toe and or Matt would have been a ride to have on today, given given how things have been going. Um, but anyway, please share the podcast. Uh, download the podcast if you are actively listening to it. Um, Toe likes to say that that helps algorithmically. I don't know anything about that. Uh, you can follow myself on Twitter at rcoles0206. You can follow Les at leswilliams23. You can follow... NYY takes pinstripe purse at pinstripe purse. Uh, that's kind of where we do most of our tweeting, I would say. Um, new episodes every week, usually every Tuesday, sometimes every Thursday. Uh, we usually tweet out when we're going to record. Um, tell your friends about us. Tell your dog about us. I hear dogs are big listeners of our podcast. But um, as always, and without further ado, go Yanks.